0: You're listening to Ruck Thoughts, a podcast devoted to the Jesus of the scriptures and to rediscovering him in his good news of the kingdom. You will hear testimonies, stories of the God of the heavens and the earth at work in ordinary lives. You will be presented with the grace and truth in Jesus. Get ready for the adventure. right this is john from rock thoughts i got my good friend uh larry um and we're basically just going to be uh he's going to be sharing his story and anything god puts on his heart to share uh, we'll start off with prayer take it off take it away larry all right let's pray heavenly father lord i thank you so
1: much for this time where we can share our testimonies and thoughts and st- stories with each other and i pray that those that are listening um would just benefit and be blessed lord from just uh listening in and may we be blessed as well and um God, and may you your spirit be with us as we uh go through this day in jesus name amen amen
0: all right so yeah why don't you just start off by sharing your testimony like like you know where, where you come from <laughs> uh, before christ when you met christ whatever however you want to share it
1: amen amen
0: well I, thanks uh
1: you know jonathan for Having me here today, and absolutely. I know uh, you've been uh, really prayer for prayerfully, you know, wanting to start this ministry of you know interviewing people and stuff like that. So I, I, I think this is a, re- a really awesome thing that you are doing because I think a lot of people need to hear just different stories, especially with all the different content that's out there on, on social media, YouTube, and whatnot. Uh, we need to have more, you know, Christian voices that people can listen to. So. Um, yeah, so for me, my name is Larry Sandow. Um, I was born in Loma Linda, California, um, to parents that are from Indonesia. So my parents immigrated here uh, in 76, 70, 75, around there, 1975. And so um, all of their, all of the kids, I have four other siblings that were all born in America, and so, yeah, we're first generation here, although we were raised by, you know, um, motherland, we call it motherland, parents, people from the motherland. And so, yeah, I think with, with just that alone, like, I think I have a interesting perspective of just, you know, having two, you know, two different cultures, you know, within me. I think you have that same as well, like, you know, with know spanish culture as well and then american culture and whatnot so you 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 can compare and contrast but yeah you know when 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 i was born over there at the time my my parents were actually they're kind of well off a little bit in, in indonesia but when we came to america they spent all their you know the money for travel and for their education to 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 go to college here and so they really didn't have much money they were actually quite poor and so we, we lived very, very humbly in, like, apartments or with other people uh, initially. And then I moved from Loma Linda to um, uh, Santo Domingo just for, like, a year or two where my dad went to school there for medical school. And then he did his residency in D- near Detroit, Michigan. So I moved to Detroit, Michigan when I was three. And at that time is where... Um, you know, it, it basically grew up as a Michigander. They call it. They call us over here Michiganders. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm from the D. We call it the the 313 area. And um, <clears throat> and uh, at the time, you know, I, I pretty much was raised in the church. My parents. So a, a lot of a lot of my testimony uh, has a, a direct result from my my parents' lineage. You know, obviously, like we're we're all our mother's and and father's children. Right. And so we we have to really take heed of that. I think in our, in our own story, that our story is not just our own, but it's actually passed down like from our parents and like what their baggage was and their, their genetics and all their history. Right. So my parents, um, grew up in a, in a kind of a Presbyterian type of church in, um, indonesia which is kind of weird because indonesia is like 90 percent muslim right and right. i don't know if you i don't know if you knew that it's a it's, it's actually going down now because the christianity is growing there but um so my parents came from a part where there's 10 in that 10 percent of christian christians and they they had they were a they're basically like presbyterian and they converted to to adventism mm-hmm. and that's why they ended up in loma linda there's a big uh medical school there and so I, I pretty much grew up as a, a Seventh Day Adventist Christian um, since I was young, and 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 also in a very international church. And and I, you know, the beautiful thing about my church is that it's just very, very international. Very like there's so many different cultures. So I, I always grew up not really thinking of America as totally homogenous. Where I, now that I'm older, I, I realize that there's a lot of parts of America where it's like mostly white or black or whatnot. But I always grew up in a very international church. So that, that, that was always my mindset. I always really just loved different cultures and different people. And I, I've been blessed in that way. And so I, I grew up in, in the, the Adventist uh, church. But I in, in the same way, my my parents were very much into education, though. Like so even though like the the Christian culture has like private schools especially the Adventist culture they have private schools that you could attend. Uh my parents um because they were poor couldn't really you know afford going to the Adventist private schools. So I grew up in public schools pretty much my whole life. And my my dad really was uh, a discipl- a disciplinarian in that regard <laughs> like like Asian culture you got to push you know your kids to to education and that's what he did. <clears throat> and so I felt like in my whole in throughout my whole existence, I had like one foot in the world and one foot in the church. Because I would go to public school and then also go to church on the weekends, on Sabbaths and stuff. And and I always had a very conflicted mindset of how to be fully a Christian or like you know, uh in the world as well. And you know, when you're younger, you're you're still kind of you know the questions and and your experiences and whatnot are still being molded, and you you don't really know what you believe yet. But the cool thing is that you know we I, I've had many awesome people that have invested in me, and I I think that that's gonna be like the the silver thread in in my testimony is that there's been people throughout my childhood that have invested in me, you know, to be a better Christian, to be a better um, person, you know, to to be a better, just a better, more successful individual altogether and in, in in the mind, body, soul, uh, and strength and financial and relationships and whatnot. And so, you know, I had just good mentors when I was younger. And in but I still wasn't, you know, fully converted. I I I obviously had, you know, um you know, worldly tendencies to begin with. I I, I believe what the Bible says that we all need to be born again, you know, in John chapter three. And I I never, you know, I didn't give my life to Jesus until I was 16. And so up until that age, you know, I I still really, and even after that, you know, there's a life of sanctification. But, you know, I I, I delved in a lot of things in the world. I I actually went to a, a very prestigious high school as well. Um, it's like one of the top 10 in the United States. Um, and, and I left my house when I was 13, you know, because my dad, like I said, really was invested in education. Like he let me leave when I was 13. I went to a boarding school at a, you know, at an early age where, you know, I I don't, I, I don't recommend, you know, um, parents really necessarily giving your kids away to other adults, but especially You know, giving them to adults where they're not like Christian. It was actually just a a private school, like a preparatory school for, you know, advancement and education only. So that's what you can tell my dad's reasoning. Like my dad was, was very much just, all right, you know, focus on your school like kind of spirituality is kind of secondary kind of thing <laughs> but it, it and so that's how my my mindset uh is all you know was uh when i was younger but um yeah and so when i when i entered that high school is when i went away from like my church environment altogether and so there was weekends i wouldn't go to church because i was in the dormitory and and this is where i think i grew the most because you know i really needed to def- you know ask myself like why do i believe why you know what i believe and you know why do i believe in you know in in jesus why do i believe in the bible why do i believe in creation in fact one story i can share with you in particular was in in my biology class and this is this is this is uh something that i just really didn't conceive of and really didn't think about that there's people that believe that we just came, you know, straight from animals, you know, and that we, that we actually evolved from, you know, a goo, like billion, billions of years ago and millions of years ago. Right. And my biology teacher would really, you know, kind of push that. And I was like, you know, I felt like some sort of spirit in me one one day in class and like towards the, I don't know, like, the second quarter or whatever i felt the need in class to like stand up or like raise my hand mm. and really like challenge the teacher at least like present like hey i forgot his name now but mr so and so like i think you know i think you need to show the other side you know you're sharing like that you know that we're all animals and that we all evolved you know millions of years ago but there's there's millions of people billions of people on this planet that believe that we are created and you're not presenting that, you know, you're not even even like suggesting that that's even uh, feasible. And then there's like a hush it, uh, and there was like, a, what do you call it? Like everyone was like, oh, like in the classroom, like people were, were very much like, oh, he, he he mentioned God and he mentioned like creation and stuff like that. So I, I think even from a very young age, like I, I think because of my upbringing and because of my understanding and my mentors, my pastors, youth pastors and whatnot like i had a i had a good understanding that we 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 didn't just come onto this planet just like accidentally you know like there was actually intention and intelli- intelligent design that was in there and so that was kind of my first like uh rendezvous in like um like debate and like kind of like conf- conflict uh conflicting thoughts in my mind and like I really need to know what I believe, you know, <laughs> like I, re- I really need to kind of uh, get things uh, straightened out in my mind on why I believe it. Because I can't just say it's, you know, it's because my parents believe it. That's that's so like, <laughs> that's so weak, right? In an in a argument or like you can't just say like, well, it's that's what the Bible says. Then people are going to say, you know, well, why do you believe what the Bible says, you know? And so I remember like in my ninth grade year. There was this thing called Net ninety eight, where uh, this uh, these evangelists would would uh, preach over the internet, you know. And this was like in, in ninety eight. Remember, like the internet wasn't that big yet. And but it was the first time that when I would when I when I went back home on the weekends, we I would watch it in on the uh, live stream in front of the TV, and i will be like in front of the church, and i will be like, "Whoa, this is new." there's internet, like the internet is actually becoming more alive as, as we, as we speak and as we, as we see it. And, uh, and I think you and I, we, we both are, you know, in, in the, uh, that we're both millennials. And so we, we were able, we were able to see this transition, right. Of the, of technology. And it was just really cool. And that net 98 really, uh, helped solidify a lot of questions that I had and, and just, you know, it spurred a lot more thoughts. It, it talked a lot about prophecy. It talked a lot about different doctrines and, and, and whatnot. And, it, and there was books that I could read about creation, about, you know, God and about theology, about where the Bible came from, you know, uh, who wrote the Bible, uh, what, what is our purpose, where is our origin, how are we supposed to treat each other, the law like uh, the 10 commandments and things of, of that nature and why those things are so important. Mm-hmm. And as I, you know, in my young mind in, in ninth grade just started learning about all these things I and, and studying these things, I just became more and more like, like um, what do you call it? Just, I, I just soaked it up. I, I was starting to soak things up mm-hmm. and I started going to the library and getting as many like, Books. If you look, I have like a whole tons of books on my bookshelf now from the library. The library was, is, was an amazing resource and it still is, <laughs> not, although not many people go there anymore. But, you okay. know, it's, it's just an amazing resource to, for all these books. And I started, you know, just buying books and and borrowing books and trying to get as much as I could in regards to philosophy and theology And then I started listening to more sermons and listening to more lectures and listening to um, debates. I Actually, I really like listening to debates. And if there's any encouragement for those that are listening, you know, it's okay to have robust discussion, like robust debate about your, you know, your faith. I think that's the best way to learn and challenge yourself in regards to... Your faith. Were you going to say something? Do You have any oh, questions I'm about that? I'm in agreement. Yeah, like I think that many of us, we, if we're so like insulated in in our understanding, and you don't you don't hear the other side of the, of the argument, um, we we can be taken off guard and not have an answer for certain things. So it's important to hear like some of the best arguments of on the other side. To really uh, be able to answer those things in your own belief system, in your own in your own philosophy and worldview, and so yeah, I got invested in watching a lot of that, and I, all the way until like college and even beyond that. Like I, I would just try to listen to as many, you know, things that I could about um, these issues. And I, in fact, I actually minored in philosophy in regards to that in in college. And, um, but, you know, but on a very, on another note, like, uh, just to talk about my life in, in more like practical, practical terms, it, it you know, it, it didn't, it wasn't all that smooth though, because, you know, I, um, I really wanted to, you know, maybe be a teacher or, uh, uh even maybe a pastor at that time. But I, like I, like I was telling you, my dad was very kind of pushy in, the, in regards to, doing um medical stuff like he actually not was very big on education and really wanted us to be all doctors and if you look at my family like I'm actually the only one that's not in the medical field currently right now (laughs) out of my other four siblings that, that I have like there's two doctors and a nurse and a medical uh administrator in my family and so I was along that track too uh you know once I Graduated uh at, from Michigan State here in in Michigan, I uh, went to medical school and then and things didn't work out there and then I went to nursing school and and yeah I I was very much in the medical field pretty much my whole life, but I need to backtrack because that there was there was a time where actually I, I couldn't continue in medical school because of a number of issues you know and one of one of which is kind of a blessing in disguise that my dad actually kind of abandoned the family and you know uh left my my mom and and it, it kind of it kind of it almost freed me to kind of be whoever whatever I wanted to do in the first place and and in that in that course of events I uh I kind of quit medical school. It, like I said, it wasn't really my passion to begin with with my dad's. And um and I came home. I came back to Michigan kind of discouraged. And at the same time, I, I also in, in college had a um a girlfriend, my first girlfriend, in uh in my sophomore year. And and when I went to medical school medical school was long distance, and what happened was in that long distance relationship, it, it kind of broke off. And we were actually engaged at one point. And um, but because of the long distance, I I was in the I I went to medical school in the Caribbean, Mm -hmm. um, in Nevis and Saint Kitts area, in the um, and so like everything spiraled out of control in my life at that time, and it brought me to more like a more existential place in my life where I had to ask myself like like. I know that God exists, but like, what's the purpose of me living? You know, like what, like, like I've been living for my dad and I've been living, I was living for my fiance and going to school and I, I had all these, you know, ambitions that were not really mine and I didn't really pray about those decisions. But when I, when all those things kind of fell apart, like my, my engagement and also medical school which was a big thing and which caught what, which cost a lot as well. Um, I had to come to like, come to grips with myself and say like, all right, Lord, like, what do you really want me to do in in life? And, and God, like in, in his wonderful ways, like came to me and just like, you know, just surrender, you know, your life and I will, I will lead you into the way that, that, that uh, I want to lead you, you know, how it says in Proverbs three, five and six, you know, trust in the Lord with all thine heart yeah. and lean not into your own understanding, but in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Like I said, all right, Lord, you know, show me what to do. And so I, when I came back, I just, you know, I, um, just did odd jobs here and there. I worked as a mortgage banker and I did childcare, <laughs> you know, I, I, I did different things like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, I started getting friends that were like gung ho about Jesus, (laughs) you know, like I started getting more and more, uh, what do you call it? Wrapped around with friends that, that were engaged in the work of, of, of Christ in, in a more heavily, in a more, um, in a in a heavier way like they're, they're either like pastors or bible workers or or just missionaries or things of that nature and and there was like a refreshing a refreshingness to that you know <laughs> like a refreshingness in that like man i i really want to live a life of of mission like them like purpose yep, and and wanting to really have that sort of thing and then the the lord was like you can this is this is exactly you know what you what you need you just surrender your life and, and you can be a mission you you can do whatever mission you you want and that's what I did I, I in uh in like 2012 I um I made the decision to to leave the church that I kind of grew up at and to to start a church plant to help start a church plant by one of one of my friends that was you know that was around that area and and I, I did that like I, I I left, and I and I said, all right, I'll, I'll start church planting. And I did that for about two years. And and then my other friends were like, you know, as I get I, as I started getting into ministry, they they said, hey, you know, you should do, uh, campus mission uh, work. And because I had a lot of good friends that were in college and were doing campus mission work, which is basically. You know, treating like uh, college campuses like a mission field,
0: right?
1: And um, and you get there's actually ministries that do that, and and in Michigan we have a few of those, and so there's one called Campus Mission, Mich- uh, Campus Ministry here in Michigan that I could be part of, and then I I dedicated a whole another year to training as a campus missionary, and then I stayed another year uh, on their leadership team to, 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 to help with mission work there. And so this was in uh, 2013 and 14. And, and from there, after those two years doing campus mission work at the university of Michigan campus and Michigan state university campus, and doing some like uh, assistant pastoral work in, uh, in those areas. Like I was called to go to Australia out of all places. And, and just get more involved, you know, in another campus in Australia. So I was able to go to Australia in 2015 and 16. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, no, before that, um, I was able to do what's called uh, Cole Porter work or uh, literature evangelism work, which is basically you do door to door work and you, and you share different books and and you and whatnot and you sell them for uh, the furthering of the mission and so. I was able to do that for two years as well, and then I went to to do uh, camp, more campus mission work in Australia, did mission trips in Philippines, in Thailand, in Malaysia, and, um, and did just a lot of traveling in that area. Indonesia as well, where my parents were from, which, you know, was Very fulfilling because it kind of went full circle, you know, (laughs) because I kind of came back to where my parents were and and, and was able to preach in their city where they come, where they came from. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, giving your life to the Lord, like really does like come full circle and like changes you and transforms you um, from like from your very beginning. And like, I felt like there was something in me that just felt like complete now, like (laughs) I went back to my parents' place. I was able to preach the gospel there and whatnot. And it was just amazing. And so yeah, like I was able to do mission work there and then came back, you know, after that mission year in, in Asia, I came back to uh, Michigan kind of like, oh, All right, Lord, I'm just gonna follow you step by step. I don't know what I don't know what you want me to do next. So in, in a month after I got here, or to maybe two months after I got back, and I was praying, Lord. What am I what 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 do you want me to do next? And I get literally in one week, what one of my friends comes up to me and says, like, hey, we're starting a a, a new school, a hybrid school, uh, and, and I'm thinking about you. If you wanna if you wanna be like the mentor facilitator for this, like you would be like the teacher, the coach, the mentor there. And remember I said in the beginning, like I always wanted to do teaching, like I wanted to teach. Uh, from the beginning, but my dad, you know, really wanted me to be a doctor. And I was like, I was like, wow, the Lord actually, you know, is, um, helping me fulfill the desires of my heart. And that's what it says, right? It says in Psalms, like that, um, you know, submit to the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart, you know? And, (laughs) and I was like, wow. So I, he, he actually got me that teaching position, which I'm at right now. This is my fifth year, almost my sixth year uh, doing that, uh, teaching high school students. Uh, and, and, and then my, and then my other friend from, uh, a pre- my, my previous days at during d- doing campus mission work at U of M and whatnot, like he told me, Hey, we're start you know, there's a, a youth pastor position that's opening up at the Detroit Korean church here in Lavo in Livonia, uh, Michigan. And, uh, and he was like yeah do you you know what are you doing on the weekends i was like well i'm i'm going to start this teaching job but my weekend should be pretty open he was like yeah like, come come through and uh and really help us out there and so now i'm youth pastoring or doing english ministry there at the the Detroit Korean church and so now yeah i'm doing like the two things that i really wanted to do from the beginning which wow. is teaching and preaching, like teaching and like being a, a youth pastor and an English ministry pastor. And um it's just a beautiful kind of you know, circle yep. that God did. Like he, he did he did, you know, in, in, in football they call it like an audible, you know. <laughs> you know what an audible is in football? Like you you call an audible and it just you it you change the play, you know? Like what whereas like you know, I thought I was the quarterback of my life. You know, but the, you know, when I surrendered to the Lord, he, he, he changes, he changed the course of my life to become like what my true desire was in, you know, in Christ. And like, and I, and I was able to do, and, and I'm currently in that position right now as a, as a youth pastor and a teacher. And, uh, yeah, I, I I really believe that God has led me, um, you know, in this, in this way. So it's just a, a beautiful beautiful thing you know just an encouragement for those listening you know if you're in a in a place where you're you're confused about you know your purpose and you just don't know what to do like really surrendering to the lord everything will will actually give you the desires of your heart you know it says that god really knows us even from the beginning from our mother's womb he's formed us you know it says in psalms and he God really wants the best for you like more than you probably even think he knows you like he he wants he he more than you can imagine he wants the best for all of us in regards to where we where we want to be in life, and you might think you might you have your own goals and you might have your own wants and desires for your life, but imagine what God has in store for you like if if we can just trust God that he will like give us the desires of our heart, like um he will do that, like he will actually do that for you. And you don't have to do it like all on your own. You know, you don't have to actually do it like with your own like grit and your own like pulling yourself on your in your own bootstraps, but you can actually just depend on God. And and in and, in and, and so doing, like God has given me these two positions. Like he literally is, you know, granted me in that in that these positions, like my wife as well, which you you yep. you know my wife as well, yep. because I would have never gone to this Detroit Korean Church, uh, in, in my own might, in my own will, but going there, I met this other guy, in in that ministry that that married, uh, uh my my uh my wife's sister, you know, in the Philippines, and that's how I got to meet my wife because of me going to this church and being the youth pastor there. So it's just, uh, you know, sometimes I, I I have to pinch myself and like, and I really like, like slap myself and, and like say, Hey, like, like, this is not you. I didn't, you didn't do anything. It's like <laughs> like God is the one that kind of led, led, led me the whole way. So um, that's kind of the, the 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 skeleton of my testimony. but yeah, like if you want to ask me any questions about any anything in particular, I, I I'll be more than happy to share a little bit
0: more. Well, yeah, just um, man, what an amazing testimony! This is the first time I get to hear the whole thing, bro. At least mm. um, you know the the uh, fuller detail, and um, you know what comes to mind is Psalm twenty three. You know mm-hmm. uh, how he sh- how he leads us, he shepherds us, and and he leads us, yeah. you know, like green pastures and still waters, and takes amen. care of us, protects us, and um, amen, you know, amen. The darkest valley, the shadow of death, and um, you know, and how, you know, he, uh, we delight in him, and he gives us the desires of our heart. You know, he, he puts those mm-hmm. desires in it. You know, and that's um, right. When we, when we delight in him. Uh, he, he will fulfill those things that he put in our heart, you know, and right. and, and it's just amazing that, you know, it could have gone, you know, in different ways. It could have gone in
1: many different ways. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But he, he, he kept it his way. And it's just amazing how, how our will, you know, cooperates with his will and in, in this mystery and in his <laughs> yeah. sovereignty and, and his grace, his love, That's his right. care. He's just so, it's amazing, bro.
1: It is. It is you know it's it's just a a testament you know to you know it says in revelation that everyone will overcome by the by their testimony you know and then you know by those that have their faith in Jesus
0: yeah
1: and so like i think that you know if in in you know in doing this Jonathan i think as you get people's testimonies like i i think people need to realize those that are listening like everybody needs to have a testimony like everyone needs to have a testimony, whether you're a lifelong Christian or whether you're you're converted, you know, in your older age or whatnot, like everybody has a testimony. And in every testimony is very interesting, like how God works. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a beautiful thing to see that like God is working in people's lives, you know, and we need to see that in ourselves. Like even in just communicating my testimony again, like it just reminds me that. God is the golden thread. That's like really, you know, weaving himself through, through my life. And we, we need to kind of recognize that, you know, in, 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 in whoever you are, we need to recognize that in our, in our
0: lives. So, you know, God is good. Amen. I mean, I can see in my my life personally, how even before I ever cared about God, where I even had a thought about Jesus, um, other than wanting stuff from him before that, you know, he was always there um, taking care of me, guiding me, um, you know, uh, keeping me safe, giving me counsel, give, getting me out of out of situations that I put myself in, keep preserving me until he would uh, give me a new heart and his Holy Spirit and a and, and new life. And, you know, and so, you know, it doesn't just start at conversion for like what you're, what you just shared, you know, it, it, from the very moment, you know, before he even created us, he had us in mind, you know.
1: That's right. That's right. Before the foundation of the world. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing that needs to be acknowledged here is that <clears throat> is that sometimes it's, it takes a lot of struggle and pain, though, to yeah. realize, you know, um, and really to surrender your life. You know, it, it actually, Jesus calls it, you know, like carrying your cross, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, carrying your cross every daily is, is actually a very difficult thing, and you know, being a Christian is not easy. You know, not, not even though like we're, we're kind of in a very positive, elated state now that you, we look back and we see it's amazing, but we know that throughout our life there was a lot of pain and struggle. Like I, like I said, my my dad leaving, my engagement failing. You yep. know. Uh, being in debt because you know you, you made choices to kind of follow medical school nursing school you know Absolutely. choices and, and and like you you, you know there's a, there's still a lot of repercussions, a lot of consequences for 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 following like your your own your own line of thinking or your parents' expectation or culture expectation whatever whatever it may be like I guess the, I guess one of the things is like as soon as possible, Give your life to the Lord because then there there won't be as many consequences from the from the past decisions you made, you know. Because like I'm, you know what I mean. What are you gonna say?
0: No, just agreeing with you. I'm (laughs) praying that my daughter um, makes that uh, that that she has that encounter with Christ, that that lifelong, permanent, eternal encounter with the Lord, and and it's God's already working in her heart, which is just amazing. You know how at that young age, you know and. So I'm I'm excited for her and you know where uh, we're, whatever the Lord has in store for her. Amen. So, um, Amen. What what would you, what's something that you want to share? Something that is like a burden you have, or something that you just want everyone to hear. Whether it be you know um, uh, the gospel or or some facet of it, or something you, that you just want to get out there. Something you want everyone to hear. Um there's a, there's a lot that I
1: want everyone to hear, but yeah, the gospel I think is, is the, is the big one, you know, like although I was raised in the church, like the gospel was never, um, I think it was, it's, it's a lot, it was kind of a lifelong and it still is like sometimes a lifelong realization of what Jesus truly has done for me. You know, like, uh, when you, you know, we just celebrated Easter not too long ago, but, when you think about what Jesus did on the cross for all of us, you know, that he sacrificed himself to, for you and for me, you know, the God of the universe sacrificing to reconcile and what that big, word that big word reconcile means to like, bring together,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, um, heaven and earth, like to, just to bring, to be the bridge between heaven and earth and, um, I think that until we realize, like, our, like, for me, like, until I, I, I sometimes have to keep reminding myself, like, how right. sinful I am, because, you know, I I tend to, you know, get get back into a very automatic mode of just thinking again, like, I can just live the way, I, you know, I, I want to live each and every single day. Right. But, um, but it's kind of like, I think, the gospel just shares that you we need to do we need to really look at the cross every single day, like it's something that that needs to be done so that you're you don't lose focus. You know, there, there's a famous song called like Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, and all the things of this world will grow strangely dim. Like it, it's very very important that we keep our eyes on Jesus. It'll keep us humble because it'll give us the mind of Jesus. It, it'll when you when you see the perfections of the cross and what Jesus did, like, it'll just continue to change our heart and melt our heart. So that keeps us humble, keeps us thinking about, you know, uh, um, how we need to be a, a person of service like Jesus, how, how we need to continue to be loving to other people just like Jesus all the way until our, our death. You know, that it, it keeps us selfless. It, it, or, or, I'm sorry, yeah, keeps us selfless, which means that we, we don't focus on ourselves. Jesus on the cross, you know, his mentality was like he was thinking about other people. And he even said, like, you know, forgive them for they, they know not what they do. Like, I think that the biggest message is like, keep your eyes on Jesus, especially Jesus on the cross, you know, and and, and what that really means for you and for me. And yes, you know, that Jesus rose from the dead. As well, and that he's still alive. That 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 there's a blessed hope, you know, to look forward to. This hope that you know that 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 um, he's going to come back, and we're going to be, you know, with him forever. Whether w- if we die and we're raised, or if we're alive and remain and be caught up in the air, like we're we're gonna be with Jesus forever. You know, and forever is a long a long time. I like Francis Chan rope analogy. You know, like he he paints the end of the rope like red. And He's like, "You know we need to think about like our this little bit of red rope in the very is is just small compared to like how long eternity is, you know, and so like we need to keep in mind that we're very finite here in this world, and like we need to make sure that like where are we going to be for eternity and um so I think those two things just remember Jesus on the cross, the gospel, and how that transforms and melts our heart to be more loving we more, more servant oriented to be more selfless and humble. And just remember that in the light of eternity, like what, where, you know, where is your eternity going to be? And uh, just remember that we have a blessed hope. So I think that, you know, it's all in that package of the gospel together. Um, and, um and yeah, whoever's listening, you know, that's, that's the, that's, that's in it. That's, that's it in a nutshell. You know, keep your eyes focused on Jesus, the Author and Finisher of our faith.
0: Amen. Hey Amen. That that's that's it, bro. Um, where can where can they where can people find you? Like, do you have a do you have a <laughs> social media or, or YouTube? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny.
1: Um, I I am I'm trying to start a uh, like a studio kind of thing to to do. Uh, things like like this and other uh, you know, other things. But yeah, they they can they can look at they can find me on on Facebook at Larry Sendal. You can search for my, for my name or my Instagram is L A R R I C E. Larice. It's kind of it was my it was my nickname when I was younger. <laughs> Larice, L I L A R R I C E, um yeah. And OAC Studios too. OAC Studios is is my school uh, studio that we're, we're kind of tr- going to try to do a little bit more video content as well, um, and trying to do more things like that. So
0: for sure, yeah. I'll um I'll get those links from you um after the show, and then I'll just link them in the description. Um, okay. Brother, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for taking the time to come on and, and just encourage people and give them the gospel and man. <laughs> I'm excited,
1: man. I am excited for uh you know how
0: this ministry is going to continue to go,
1: you know, like uh, can, don't don't get discouraged. I was listening. Make sure you do at least 7 and that, and that they say if you can do at least 7 episodes, that it, that means that you'll continue doing it. So try to get yeah. to that magical number seven for some, so that someone said that that's that's where you need to get to. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but this is this is exciting, man. This is exciting. You know, you start scheduling in, you know, more people, and you you'll have you'll get a lot more testimony. I'm sure you know a lot of people there in Florida too.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of people, and I'm I'm just gonna keep on inviting people. That's the thing. Yeah, just keep that's on right. people here, and then you can come on anytime you want. You know, just. Continue. <laughs> Share anything God puts on your heart to share, any new developments anything, and you know just just keep keep the ball rolling. As as, as as long as God gives me the ability to do this and the open door to do this, I'm just gonna keep on doing it.
1: Praise God. Praise God. Yeah,
0: keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. Well, bro, thank you so much. And uh tell me, God, we say what's up, and we send our loving greetings, brother. Praise God. All I right. will. Thanks, man. God bless. Take care. God bless.